Hello and welcome back to All Points in Natural Health podcast. I'm Emily and the point of this podcast is to help point you in the right direction in natural health and also tips and tricks on how to live a healthy lifestyle. Today we are going to talk about gluten and gluten is such a... um, a topic right now and I feel like within the past couple years it has definitely gained popularity as far as gluten-free goes um, and today we're just going to talk about why gluten may not be the best option for you even if you're not facing an illness it may be a good idea to stay away from it for long-term health and just for everyday use so that you can feel the best that you can possibly feel um, so the thing with gluten is gluten has been studied Um, The past, you know, just with recently, there's been so many studies, and it's actually been known to contribute to autoimmune disorders as well as celiac and leaky gut. Now, most people, when they think of gluten-free, they automatically think that somebody has celiac disease, which is not necessarily true. Um, People with celiac disease definitely want to stay away from gluten because it causes a lot of issues with that. Um, But there also is a rise in gluten intolerance right now just because of the way that the wheat is processed and it's just not the same as it was 50 years ago. 50 years ago, they would take the wheat and they would ferment it for such a long period of time and nowadays I guess it's more about mass production and it's about how can we get this out and you know I guess feed all the people in America Um, so the wheat is not processed the same as it was back then it's actually highly highly processed nowadays and there has been a rise in glyphosate being sprayed on it just so that it could have more of a crop yield so we'll get into that a little bit later and I'll kind of explain the whole process of why why the gluten protein in wheat is not the same as it was back then but I just want to talk about some of the things that contain gluten so you may not even be aware of some of the things that you're eating you may even be gluten-free and think that you're eating gluten-free but there might be some things that you're eating that still contain gluten and also before I jump into this I would like to make a note that Um, there are a lot of people out there that are gluten intolerant and don't even realize it. So some symptoms to look out for with a gluten intolerance would be every time you eat anything that contains gluten, your stomach will get really, really bloated or you'll feel just really, really foggy or sometimes people break out in a rash. Sometimes people's noses will get really stuffy, really swollen. Um, some people, their stomach will just feel very, very tight. Um, it just, it obviously affects everybody differently. So if you notice that after you eat bread or pastas that you just do not feel good, then it might be a good idea to maybe take a break from gluten for a couple months and see if you notice a difference. And if you're still having reactions after you eat certain foods, maybe it's another sensitivity to food that you're having. So I always like to tell people to kind of go with it for Go without it for a while and see how you feel. I guarantee you, you'll feel really, really good. (laughs) Um, So, yes, things that contain gluten. So, typical wheat, obviously. Um, Rye and barley, malt, malted milk and milkshakes. Brewer's yeast, einkorn wheat and spelt. And then also, many breads and pastas, pastries, crackers, 
baked goods, breakfast foods, breadings and coatings, sauces and gravies, flour tortillas, beer, soy sauce, pre-seasoned meats, starch or dextrin, soup, processed lunch meats, potato chips, french fries, and energy bars. Whew, that's a long list. <laughs> Sorry about that, but just to, I mean, that's a lot of stuff that contains gluten, and that's a lot of stuff that people in South Louisiana are eating all of the time. I mean, pre-seasoned meats, hello, that's like every single day pretty much for people. Um, so that goes back to the quality of meat that I was talking about as well. If you're buying good quality meat, nine times out of 10, it will not contain gluten if it is seasoned. Nine times out of 10. Now, obviously, I always, always tell people to check the ingredients to make sure because it'll tell you what's in it. Um, so just always keep in mind whenever you're buying anything, especially if you want to be gluten-free, check the package, check the ingredients, and make sure that there's not an ingredient that they slipped in there that is gluten. And now gluten, whenever you're looking for it, it's not going to come in the form, of, it's not going to say ingredients, gluten. It's going to say wheat. And just know that wheat obviously has gluten in it. And most of the time, if something is gluten-free, it'll tell you on the package gluten-free. Um, because obviously that's another marketing thing that you know gets people and I always tell people this just because something says gluten-free does not mean that it's automatically healthy it I mean you just gotta you gotta know that <laughs> so pay attention to the labels pay attention to the ingredients and make sure that just because it says it's gluten-free it's I mean you know it's not healthy but you know some things will be healthy I just always like to point that out because when I first started eating gluten-free, I was like, oh, good. This pizza crust is gluten-free. It must be healthy. But that doesn't mean it's healthy. That just means it's gluten-free, which is, you know, it's a step in the right direction. But still, don't go eating pizzas for breakfast, lunch, and dinner thinking you're doing a great job. Um, you know, treat yourself every now and then. But also, another thing to make note of is that many makeups contain gluten as well. So... Anything you're putting on your skin is going directly into your bloodstream. And so if you are gluten-free, if you're highly, highly sensitive to gluten, you definitely want to make sure you're buying a good quality, organic, clean, gluten-free makeup. And there are so many good companies out there nowadays that have clean, clean makeup, clean beauty. And I'm actually going to be meeting with Danielle Touchette on February 18th to talk about clean beauty and how important it is to us as women and our health and and why there's a rise in autoimmune diseases and PCOS as well due to the chemicals found in makeup. So that's going to be a really interesting podcast. So February 18th, make sure to tune into that one. But um, back to the gluten topic, sorry. Um, so you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, she's telling me that I can't have bread. Are you serious? Yes and no. There are gluten-free breads out there. So let's go over some gluten-free alternatives. So they do have gluten-free breads out there, like I mentioned, but you always want to check the ingredients. Um, the best gluten-free bread that you can find out there is a truly fermented sourdough bread. So you want to find somebody that makes it locally. And there is a girl here in town that does make 
truly fermented sourdough bread. And basically this is the purest form of gluten that you can get. And it is fermented the right way, it's cooked the right way, so all the nutrient is still there and our bodies can digest it. And actually, I do way better with this fermented sourdough bread than I would do with, let's just say, a store-bought gluten-free bread. Just because the only ingredient in the fermented bread is einkorn wheat. Um, so there's no other nasty gums or things to thicken it or stretch it or anything like that. So I don't remember the girl's name, but if you message me, I can figure it out and then I can have it for you if you're interested in it. And the bread is delicious. I mean, it tastes so fresh and you know you're getting good quality. So that's the best one that I've come across is truly fermented sourdough bread. And the ones in the store are more than likely not going to be truly, truly fermented like they need to be. There might be some out there. Um, but always, always check the source and know where it's coming from. And so also they have things like gluten-free pasta. They have brown rice pasta, quinoa pasta, lentil, chickpea pasta. And I even saw they had a cauliflower pasta. Um, if you're just starting out, I would suggest brown rice or quinoa pasta because it has a more neutral taste. Um, the lentil and chickpea pasta can come off very strong. So, you know, you want to ease your way into it and you want it to still be fun. And then for tortillas, they have a brand called Siete. They sell them at Drug Emporium. You can find them on Amazon. They are a little bit pricey, but it's worth it because they're, del they're delicious. The ingredients are great. Um, you could even make your own tortillas with gluten-free flour, uh, such as cassava flour, almond flour, coconut flour, tapioca, all of that good stuff. It's all safe and gluten-free and has a very neutral taste. And then, so potato chips. That's another one. I didn't even realize some potato chips had gluten in them until just now. So they do have healthier options for potato chips out there. Uh, always check the ingredients. They have a brand that I really like called Jackson's Honest. They have another brand called Artesian Tropics. And then also Siete, which is the same brand as the tortillas. All of these brands are super safe and actually really, really delicious. So look out for those type of potato chips. And then crackers. There's a brand called Simple Meals, and then for soy sauce, um, you want to opt more for something called Coconut Aminos. I try to stay away from soy just because I don't really do too well with soy, and there's a lot of research out there um, about soy just being super, super sprayed these days, and uh, very GMO, and also it can kind of mess with, with your hormones a little bit, so... I just stay away from it. And coconut aminos, in my opinion, taste great. So you should definitely try that out. Um, and so those are some alternatives that you can kind of run to. So that way you're not feeling like, okay, so now where, where do I go? <laughs> um, I always like to give you options and to know exactly what brand to choose and where to find it. And so um, now let's go back to the topic of why gluten is bad. So I just want to make a note and kind of give a little shout out. Uh, on Instagram, I follow this guy. His name is Tyler Jean and his Instagram page is called Functional Foods. He's in school right now to be a naturopathic doctor and he just has so much good information, truthful information, 
just about different health topics and gluten was one topic that I wanted to make sure I found a good source from and he was one person that I truly trusted so I did get a lot of this information from him and so I just want to make sure to source that and let you know that um, I do trust him and if you want to check him out he's awesome and has great information um, so why is gluten bad the wheat is hybridized to contain more gluten and glidian proteins so gluten is actually a protein that is found in wheat and i didn't realize that until i started doing gluten free i just thought gluten was i don't know the bread <laughs> um, so just a little fun fact there and so wheat also contains something called glidian and this causes increased levels of zonulin so what zonulin does is it helps to keep the gut intact and tight and it's a regulator but elevated levels of zonulin can cause leaky gut so you know too much gluten is obviously not a good thing and i mean even small amounts of gluten probably isn't a good thing as well just with the way that it's processed um and as humans we don't have the necessary proteolytic enzymes to break down wheat products like we did 50 years ago because like i said the wheat is highly highly processed nowadays it's definitely sprayed with glyphosate which is roundup and it's sprayed seven days before the harvest to increase the crop yield so a few things about glyphosate is it is roundup and it increases the risk for blood cancers and it disrupts our microbiome and our gut microbiome is so important to our health it's our second brain and so if our gut is not right then everything is just thrown off so if you are planning to still eat gluten i would at least say please make sure that you're getting the gluten from a good source and that it is 100 percent organic um, it's non-GMO and check the ingredients anytime you buy it and just make sure you know exactly what you're getting because the last thing that you want to do is consume high amounts of Roundup and just make any situation that you're going through a lot worse in your health. So just keep that in mind when you're buying gluten and just remember that gluten really, really can mess up your health so bad, especially if you're eating it every single day. And here in South Louisiana, I feel like everybody's eating bread pretty much every single meal. I mean, you go to a restaurant, let's say you get a plate lunch, and they're going to give you some type of bread with it. <laughs> so, you know, hello. And I mean, I'm sure the bread is not gluten-free unless you go somewhere and they tell you it's gluten-free. So, you know, just just be mindful of that and and just start off slow. You know, make small changes in your diet and I promise you will feel so awesome. Just taking gluten out of my diet had made such a big difference four years ago. And I mean, I can honestly say unknowingly, I have not <laughs> consumed gluten since then. And I mean, besides the fermented sourdough bread, but that is really, really so much different than consuming straight up gluten that's not fermented. Um, and like I said, I did really great with the fermented sourdough bread. So just be mindful, you know, of the things that you're eating and make small changes. You know, like if you want to start eating healthy and you want to take out dairy, you want to take out gluten, you want to take out refined sugars, start with one thing at a time and then go from there. So go a week without gluten and give your body time to process that. 
then go another week and take out dairy, and then go the next week, take out sugars, and just make it enjoyable for you because you don't want to get stressed out and you don't want to get discouraged in the process of changing your whole lifestyle. Because what I did was take all things out at one time and it was just way too stressful. So just make small changes and just know that there are great options that are gluten-free that are healthier options for you. And it can be fun. Just have fun with it, you know? It, it, it really is so fun. And like I always say, don't care what people think because this is you, this is your health, and your health matters. And if you want to do it, you can do it if you set your mind to it. And I always, one thing that helped me to get through it was just praying and asking the Lord to help me to make that change and be a better a better version of me, you know, because the healthier I am, the better I can serve God and live life for Him. So I always like to tell people that as well. And of course, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to help you. I love helping people with stuff like this. I'm so passionate about it. So please message me. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you learned something from it. If you did, please let me know. I hope that you would like this. Share it. Subscribe. All of that good stuff. And I look forward to our next podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This is Emily with All Points to Natural Health Podcast. Have a blessed day.